Hello, listeners, to another exciting episode of the ATG Weightlifting Podcast. I'm Gregor Winter, together with Ned Aram, and we are currently at the venue, sitting in the in the stands, watching the training hall, um, and we are in the midst of the yeah, right in between the B groups and the A groups. There's always uh, an hour break in between, and oh, Ned is getting the yeah, no, the music is too late now. Or intro music? There's no such thing as too late. All right. Well, then let's bring it. I well, can't can hear it, it. It, it. No, but it takes time to start because... Okay. So this marks your official intro to the podcast. <laughs> All right. I'm fading out. <laughs> yeah. So this is our first update. We took a long break, break with the podcast. Gregor bitched out a bunch. Like, I kept saying every night at, like, 1 a.m., I was like, hey, let's podcast. And Gregor's like, no, I want to sleep. Yeah. I was, I was like, I'll stay up. I had some tough, a uh, couple of tough days um, where I was, was really low on sleep and was not feeling that that well. But now I'm, ba I'm back to normal, which is great. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah, you've, you've, you've kind of, like, gotten into a routine now. You're, you yeah. know, getting some sleep, getting your stuff, like, cards unloaded, all that stuff. Yeah getting my stomach unloaded as well so i wasn't going to bring that up but you brought it up <laughs> all right Gregor, uh, gregor's not just had say, the best uh, stomach problem yeah. not, not the best stomach here so yeah, far not the best so um yeah we just wanted to update you on what we saw throughout the week some weightlifting honestly like i just started the podcast without any notice to ned so i'm not sure where this podcast is going i promise you it's not going to be 90 minutes of travel reports this time maybe Like well, we, we have we have about an hour till the session. That's true. So we have a little while. Yeah. Um, I guess we could start with one of the highlights yesterday, the junior world records. Do you want to start with this? Or? Yeah, we could start with that. I mean, I mean, definitely uh, the highlight of the competition so far. So far, yeah. Those are some big, big weights. And you looked it up. Um, uh, nobody in the 73s, junior, senior, has done more than 194, except for Shijiong and Wang Jansik. Yeah. In the past two, three years. Yeah, roughly three years. Since the new weight categories were announced. Which is crazy. And this kid, uh, Rizik from... And if you go down to like, go back to like the 69s, basically the only person who did more than that internationally yeah. was the Outway. I mean, yeah, you know... puts it into perspective. And Rizik from Indonesia... Obviously in the 77s people used to do more. But even in the 77s, you know, doing 190 plus was like a real mark of like an excellent 77. Yeah. You know, but there were there were several who did it, obviously. But anyway, yeah, that was very uh, very big lift, especially for being 17. He's 17. He's years 17. Old. I mean, yeah. And you're calling him Rizik, but it's Rizki. Rizki, yeah, Rizky. that's true. Greg, in Greg's head, it's Rizik because in his head, he's been calling him Rizik since he met him about a week ago. So um, it's ingrained a bit, but it's it's Rizki, R-I-Z-K-I. Yeah. Um, Super nice kid, very friendly. Yeah, he he was like he was like, hey, he was messaging me on Instagram. He's like, hey, I'm in the I'm in the um, the athlete rest area. Can you bring me socks to wear? I want to wear them during the competition. So I literally left my camera remote with uh, with the guy who's doing the lighting and stuff behind me. And I was just like, hey, can you start and stop this? And uh, and so he started and stopped it for a few minutes while I ran up to uh, Rizik, as, as Greg would say. But yeah, no, he's. He's been messaging me for months about the stuff to bring here. Nice. Like, literally months he's been messaging me. But, um, you know, when people put in personal requests, 
I don't always do it because sometimes it's things that like it's just unrealistic to bring like he wanted me to bring like Romaleos and stuff like that and I'm just like you know what like you know it's just like it's kind of too expensive of an item it's too like special specialty you know it's one thing to bring like knee sleeves I'll bring knee sleeves if someone requests it because like worst comes to worst I can give them to someone else if they don't like them or they don't show up or this doesn't happen I'm, I'm not I don't generally do special requests for things like shoes yeah and you know I'm also 99% of the stuff I bring here is for gifts so anyway but yeah it's uh but yeah he's been messaging me for a long time super nice kid he set a youth world record in the snatch last year in this venue um and then this year sets two you know lift records and the total record kind of wiped cj's name off the 73 junior board yeah and uh and he kind of established himself in my mind he's got to be uh like a senior metal threat at this point i mean with his total you know it's like you said um if you were to if he was able to go to the olympics he would be a metal contender yeah 100% and it's not even clear like obviously his lifts look like maximums but it's not really clear if you know if he was to take a bigger lift would he miss it i don't know maybe i mean i don't think he could clean during 200 but could he do it on 95 i mean and to win an olympic medal i mean maybe yeah Yeah, maybe i mean maybe yes maybe no I mean, he's a, he's a good he's a good lifter, but and he's got he's got pretty solid technique. And you know, I'm not trying to like bring up controversial subjects on the podcast, but Gregor and I last night were discussing like doping and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you know, do we think maybe he just took a bunch of stuff because his total did go up a lot year yeah, over 40, year, almost yeah, 40 kilos. But it wasn't like he was a bad lifter last year. No, but he also it's 15 months as a teenager, right. you know, without having to go like. And you also have to think about it if you don't have to tra- you don't have to travel to meets. And you don't have to peak for meets. You can kind of, like, train through that whole time period and get better. Yeah. You know, meets hurt your progress. Yeah. I mean, they show your progress, but they also hurt your progress. And especially so. going from, like, 16, 15, 16 to, to 17. Like, if you're a young boy... Well, he's also turning 18 in a month. Oh. You know, so okay. he's basically Six almost 18. 18. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it could be... And, you know, the other thing we were talking about with his lifting style, he doesn't lift like a doped lifter. Yeah. You know, doped lifters have this, like, this, like, power and speed that just looks like ridiculous it looks different yeah Yeah. you notice it you know um i don't want to like name names because i'm not trying to like you know call people out for stuff but there's definitely been times where like gregor and i have seen someone lift and we're like dude that dude's piss is hot as shit right now like i don't it's like that bowl is gonna melt yeah that 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 toilet of course if if porcelain could could melt he would do it yeah you know it's just like but in his case, I, I don't feel that way. Now, once again, I never like to claim, oh, you know, someone's clean who's, you know, made a big jump year over year and is doing, you know, world-class numbers because who knows if they're clean. I'm just saying, like, he he lifts in a way that he could be clean. You know, not that he is clean. He lifts in a way he could be clean. Yeah. Whereas there's other people I see lift that I'm like, there's no chance, like zero chance. And you, you said know? that Indonesia does not have a, have a record with, like... They don't have a bad record with yeah. doping. You know what I mean? No, that, that's not to say, you know, one one thing that people always confuse if I say, like, I'll get messages about this later when I say something on, on the podcast. If I say someone is a clean country, that doesn't mean every athlete's clean. Like, right. I, I, like, the U.S. is a clean country. And what I mean by that is that there's not an organized doping system in the federation and the coaches to dope athletes. And if anyone wants to argue that with me in the u.s like you're just an idiot because yep. i know that's the case yep. however 
that's not to say there aren't athletes that have gone rogue and done their own thing because we've had positives. Yeah. You know, we've we've had people test positive, and 100% agree. Of, oh, like if, if you go to like U.S. Nationals, is every lifter there lifetime clean? Of course not. That's not what a clean country means. A clean country means I don't think that like Phil Andrews and Mike Catone and Piero Stimas yeah. are like coordinating with like Spencer Arnold to give drugs to like Jordan De La Cruz and Kate Knight. And just if you, inform if you people think about that, testing and trying to yeah. hide positive results and all that sh- yeah, used like, to happen. Like no, I I know the U.S. is not doing that. Yeah. Um, could you know uh, Jordan De La Cruz like take drugs on her own? Of course, like I don't think she does. No. But you know, I'm just saying. Okay, so anyway, with Indonesia, I put them into a category of mostly a clean country. And once again, there are I'm sure there are lifters who have taken stuff to be like, hey, I want to make this team. I want to get this medal. There's this incentive for me. I'm going to take something. I'm sure that happens. And like, for instance, they did have their. The girl that Denny used to call, like, the Indonesian Rebecca Koha. I forgot her name, but she was a 58 who was a pretty good junior. Okay. Um, she got popped. Oh. Um, if Denny is listening to the podcast, I'm sure he'll know who I'm talking about. But I forgot her name. But anyway, so, so like, it's not that Indonesians never get popped. But the thing, another thing that people misunderstand about doping, while doping is extremely, historically extremely widespread in weightlifting, and obviously it's still going on some level in weightlifting, um, doping requires a, this, this is another thing that people don't understand doping either requires a ton of lifters where you're essentially counting on people like hopefully getting some through the system and having a ton of positives which is kind of like you know like the Azerbaijan method in a lot of ways you know just okay yeah we'll just have you know Kazakhstan just method sacrifice something yeah just sacrifice you know if you put like 25 dope lifters through the system maybe one will get through who knows it's almost like luck. And then that's one method. The other method is is a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, historically, you've been able to get away with, with weightlifting, doping via money. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, and there's really no other method for doping. I, I guess another method, third method would be um, very, very high level uh, kind of like research in your country. You know, this is what a lot of people suspect China of. And once again, I don't know if China's doing this. But this is like from everyone I talk to, they're they're like they're like I just think that the, the Chinese must be doing something more advanced. You know that's that's like the phrase people always use. You know I don't know. You know I've got no proof either way. The one thing I know with like the Chinese lifters is that they're not the Chinese lifters are not on anabolics. You can tell by the way that they move. Like for instance, they don't move with the power of an anabolically doped lifter. You know, they, a lot of them move slower. A lot of them don't move with the same, like, insane, crazy speed of anabolically dope lifters. They don't have, like, the, you know, the acne. They don't have, like, the other signs of it. Um, that changed, though. A couple of years ago, for example, in 2014 years, there were still some women with, like, super deep voices, acne. Yeah. yeah. The, one, the, one who's, the one who, like, stands out is Kang Yue. That's what I was, yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. Kang does, does have acne, but... And like, deep voice. But, yeah, and a deep voice. But most of the most of the Chinese team, I would yeah. say, either have never taken a single anabolic in their life, or if they have, it was yeah. like a decade ago or more or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, for a country... So that's like the, the third possible method. And the other thing, too, about the Chinese is that, you know, the Chinese take a very, very uh, mass... Um, uh, 
put it like just mass number approach to it. They just get so many people involved, so many young kids. Yeah. They have so many training centers, so many qualified coaches. I remember talking to like a Chinese coach about this years ago, and he told me that they have over two thousand like essentially certi- CWA certified coaches in the country. Oh. And if you think about it, how many do you see at international meets? You see like the same ten or twenty every every time. So the, where are the other couple thousand? Like they're at training centers, just kind of getting kids they have involved. A massive base to select from. And if you think about it, too, okay, so let's say uh, you know CJ can clean and jerk one ninety three clean, and probably can do more, but that's what he's done in international competition. Yeah. Okay, so if you take CJ, you can do one ninety three clean, and then you. Instead of doing that, you you find like thousands of kids, and you put them all through this program. Like, is there a chance you could find someone who could do like one ninety seven, one ninety eight clean? Probably. Probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so the thing is, is like it's not out of the range of possibility that the Chinese are a lot cleaner than some people give them credit for. Once again, I'm not saying they are clean. I'm not saying they're not. But like, they don't they don't have that like obviously doped yeah. uh, speed and power. But anyway, going back to Indonesia, Indonesia doesn't have any of those three things. Yeah. Like, Indonesia doesn't have tons of positives. They're not like, you know, Azerbaijan or, or Kazakhstan or like Belarus or Armenia where they have lifters that, you know, they just get popped like en masse or whatever. Um, d- depending on the time frame, you know, some some have been popped a lot recently, some it's a little bit older, but at some point in the past 10 years, they've had a good number of positives. Like Moldova too had a bunch of positives, so Indonesia doesn't have that. They have they have occasional positives, but rare. And they they're it's never like their whole team gets popped, like you know Egypt or Turkey or whatever. Um, and then the other thing too is that Indonesia does not have a ton of money. Anyone who thinks that like the Indonesian Federation is paying the IWF like hundreds of thousands of dollars for bribes that is not is is it's just not happening. That's not happening. Like. They don't have that, that, like, they just don't have that funding. Um, and then, you know, the the state-sponsored research, I mean, you know, I severely doubt that's going on in Indonesia. Um, you know, I think the country that's most likely to be happening in would be China. But, you know, once again, I've got no, no proof, you know, so I really can't say it's happening. It's just, if, if I had to, like, bet on which country is most likely, I would say that, but... Yeah. You know, it's like, so, you know, if Indonesia doesn't fall into any one of those three categories, that's basically saying that for an athlete to be doping, they're probably going rogue, you know? Um, and once again, I don't put it past Indonesia. If I think if they thought they could get away with it, they, they would do it, just like a lot of countries would. Just like, yeah. I mean, there's tons, of, there's tons of countries that I've talked to that have been like, oh, well, I wish I could go, <laughs> yeah. you know, but they just, they're, you know, they, yeah. they know they won't really be able to get away with it, so. I mean, let's put a, uh, let's finish the doping topic. Well, um, I just wanted to talk about because to me that's like one of the bigger things that people want to talk about with, with, with that kid, you yeah. know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, either way, incredible performance. Incredible performance, yeah. Putting a kilo on a, on a world record, no, no small feat. Looked good, um, super nice. Otherwise, uh, there were no real standouts so far. Am I blanking on something? I mean, there, there have been, like, good performances. Yeah, of course. But there, there haven't been any, like, oh, wow, that's, like, a senior contender now yeah. sort of person. Yeah. I mean, I think, actually, the 49 snatch session 
was like the second best thing we saw. Yeah. You know, like like Wendy's a real star, I think, in the for the future. Like she's she's good, and once she once she gets like her clean and jerk better, she'll be, uh, you know, she'll be like she'll be a, you know a really strong contender for medals at Worlds and stuff. Um, her clean and jerk's still a little, you know, a little wobbly. Yeah. Right now we're watching, like we have a good view overview of the training hall. There's Enzo starting with the bar right now. We have some Turkish uh, girls starting. Italy is snatching. Uzbeks the, down there. Uzbeks are down there. Yeah. Italy's mostly done competing, so there's yeah. just a, you know one or two. What is it? Just Fabio. Fabio. Fabio and Cristiano. Oh yeah. Those I think two. Cristiano's tonight, and then Fabio. Is Cristiano? I think he's actually. I'm not sure if he's an 89 or 81, but. He looks smaller, so I was. Wait, he's training, so maybe. Yeah, maybe not. Tonight. Maybe, maybe not. Tonight, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Cristiano and Fabio are probably both um, 89s. Neither one looks big enough to be a 96. I don't think. No. Unless they're really small 96s. Um. And it's Jenny M is down there. Yep. Training hard. Uh huh. Yeah, otherwise we've been trying different foods at night. We've always getting our deliveries. Um, well, except, except, except for the, the, the two nights you didn't. Yeah, except for the two nights I didn't because I needed to get some actual vegetables in me to get my... But we were also getting stuff canceled on us. Yeah. You know, we've gotten a bunch of, like, delivery orders canceled on us. We've had... A, I don't know. I, I actually... Here's my theory. The, 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 the equivalent of Uber Eats here has basically been telling us, oh, the restaurant is out of power. Yeah. I don't think that's what's going on. I think what's actually going on is the restaurant's closed because the restaurant I found with that same name closes at 9 p.m. and we're typically ordering at 9. But oh. the, on, on the app, it says it closes at 10. Yeah. So, so maybe the kitchen already closed or something. Yeah. Well, I think that it's basically their, uh, you know, their... Ex- it's just like their reason. Maybe they don't want to say it's closed for some reason. I don't know. But I think we should probably not order from that place anymore. Nah, we should try something else. Oh, yeah. I've been ordering still. Like, I ordered Glove last night. Gregor got hotel food. Yeah, I got hotel food. Delicious Glove. Very good. Um, what else is going on? You want to talk about the doing a rack balance? Oh, yeah, we... See invent- if anyone can do a better one. Uh, if you check my, uh, my and Nat's Instagram... Uh, we invented a new sport. It's called the rack balance, where basically you stand on a squat rack and try to. Like, um, how would you describe so basically, it? you stand on a squat rack. The and you know this has to be one of like the uh, Aleco style squat racks. It can't be like a rogue, like super heavy one. Yeah. It's kind of like one of like the lighter uh, Aleco or Iron Mind style squat racks. Uh, I think the ones here are ZKC, but you know a bunch of the companies make these at this point. So. What you do is you um, you stand on it the opposite way that you would rack a bar into it, and you essentially pull back on the uprights to the point where you're balancing on it in the air. Yeah. And then you try to just see how long you can balance for. And if and you, you want to get a visual, thing. go to our Instagram at Ned Aram or at Gregor Winter. Well, I'm worried this won't be up in time, but this might disappear from our stories. Oh, uh, it's so, in my story highlights. Okay, it's in your story highlights. Okay, yeah. so someone can look at the story highlights. Is it is it under like Tashkan or something? Yeah, it's the first one. Yeah. Junior okay. Worlds. Oh. Is it your only highlight under Junior Worlds? Yeah. Okay, so there's one highlight. You don't have to page through a lot of stuff. Okay, so 
yeah, people can see if they can do it. And it's surprisingly difficult. Ned tried it, got like maybe two seconds or something. I, I don't think I've beaten three. No. I haven't done that long. That's pretty tough. I, I do think I could if I. You got to get lucky. Yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of luck involved. I mean, if you it's getting a long time, I would say. Listen, if, you, if any of you... partly skill, partly just determination of how long you're going to stand there and do it. Yeah, if any of you tries this, video it and try to beat 5.69 seconds. Yeah. Because um, that's my record right now. We might even do a giveaway. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. If you're at the end of the podcast, you might find out. But um, what else do we have to go over? Um, anything really that interesting? There has not been that much interesting stuff going on lifting wise or I mean we've been doing our walk to the venue every day it's getting hotter every day it's like uh, 34-35 degrees Celsius dry heat yeah. to me it's not that bad except uh, the walk in like because we typically walk over maybe like 10-30 yeah. that walk gets kind of hot sometimes because you have the sun beating on you and we have like 30 kilos of, um, of yeah. backpacks you're carrying heavy stuff. It's also uphill that way. Yeah. It's like all that combines to be like, okay, this is like a little bit unpleasant. But the walk home at night is actually pretty nice because it cools down. It's mostly downhill. Yeah. You know, it's the temperature, you know, there's no sun basically on you. It's, it's nice. I, I like the walk back. What else is you, you got your last, your final bag delivered? I got my final mule delivery. Did we talk about the mule deliveries at all in the last one? I really can't remember. We might have mentioned something about it. So, uh, in case we didn't, Nat uh, gave some hook grip. Before he came here, he gave some hook grip stuff, or a lot of hook grip stuff, to various people who also travel here to bring to the venue or to bring to the competition to give away to lifters. Yeah. And his final bag, after first being lost, quotation marks. Um, it just it just didn't make the connection in Houston is what yeah. happened. But yeah, the final bag got here. Um, so basically, I, I, I obviously brought a lot of stuff myself. I brought two big bags of stuff, you know, with some of my stuff in it and camera equipment and everything. But, and I mean ch two big check bags. I had additional bags if you include what I brought through the airport. And then I gave basically a box of stuff to three different coaches and they brought stuff over for me um, and it's been very helpful um, I've been able to get a lot of stuff to people way more than I'd be able to get you know by myself yeah and uh, it's a very helpful thing for just just like promotion wise and it's not just promotion but it's also just like just like relations with countries it helps with that you know what I mean like if if the officials know that you're kind of like helping out or kind of like giving them stuff or doing this or doing that, it kind of like... Who knows, soon there's going to be world championships in their country and then they're going to be like, oh, this guy was pretty nice to us. Yeah, it's they helpful. Help you know, it's like, you know, if you... like, it, It's like it's one way to get to know teams, I guess is the way I'd say it. It's like kind of giving them stuff, talking to them. Yeah. You know, it's something for them to like remember the meat buy and stuff like that and yeah. obviously some percentage of it ends up on the platform being used which is obviously good promotion as well um, one thing to realize though is that it's a very small percentage of what you actually give to people that ends up being used yeah. um, it's really not it's really not a high percentage so you know that's it's it's not it's really not worth it as we have a little phone going off in the yeah. background the guy can't figure out how to answer it wow. no he just ended the call <laughs> Funny old people handling phones. 
yeah, they always have to like get out their reading glasses, and then, and then they're like, "What <laughs> is this?" Or they, or, you know, it's like he didn't like, even add. Like, he's just like, "I don't know this number." Um, yeah. um, I should add, some countries here or some officials are pretty sick, like coughing, sneezing, putting their mask down to sneeze, and some jury members even. And we are sitting pretty close to them, unfortunately, yeah. um, which is not ideal. Like, honestly, um, I mean, there's this charade of people. Like hand sanitizing, using hand sanitizer when you enter or something. But uh, the COVID preventions are. I mean, I'm just looking at just like piles of people all grouped together, no yeah. one wearing masks. Yeah, so. I mean, it's a it's a joke, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's one of these things that like, you know, we we do have to realize. Okay, everyone got tested coming here. Yeah. You know, and assuming that no one like faked it or whatever. Yeah. But everyone got tested coming here. You know, everyone who came through Turkey, which is a lot of the people, got tested, PCR tested on arrival. Yep. You know, you got rapid tested again at the hotel. So you got tested before you came. You got PCR tested on arrival if you came through Turkey uh, and or India. And you got uh, rapid tested at the hotel. So realistically speaking, it's unlikely that there's like an outbreak here unless someone got it from someone local, yep. um, which could, could obviously have happened. But, you know, it's still like, why, why are they doing all this and then, and then just like not caring about masks at all? You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you, know, you did, you want like, it's kind of like I, you know, I think about someone who, you know, like goes to the gym, trains really hard and then comes home and eats three pizzas. And I'm just, I'm, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, well, you, you got part of it, right? Yeah. But you didn't get all of it, right? I mean, that, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Like, it's, like, put it this way. If someone here is COVID positive, which, like I said, it's I feel like it's relatively low percentage chances of it. Yeah. But if someone here is COVID positive and there's a bunch of people here who aren't vaccinated, there's going to be an outbreak. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's it's just, nothing preventing that. There's, yeah. there's, they're not stopping an outbreak, you know? Yeah. I'll give you another example. Like, in my in my office, like, in the, actually the hook rip office, we did have someone get COVID uh, earlier this year. This was before anyone got vaccinated. This was like when it was still like really just like, I think it was in like early February. Yeah. Um, you know, it was mainly just older people getting vaccinated at this point. Um, now, of course, we're all back. Everyone in the COVID, or everyone in the, the COVID center. <laughs> yeah, the COVID center. Everyone in the hooker uh, warehouse is COVID vaccinated now. But, um, you know, at the at the time we, we weren't, and and someone tested positive. Like one of the one of the people who works there, she got she got COVID. No one else got it, yeah. even though we we were working close together at certain points during the day because we were wearing masks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I know people love to debate masks and whether they're this, whether they're that. Well, politicize the whole thing, but like, I mean, okay, well, how did I not get COVID you when would. I wasn't vaccinated? And I was literally working right. I was literally teaching her how to use the new embroidery machine for like a couple hours on thursday and friday she tested positive on saturday wow. and i did not get it i got tested after that and i never got a single symptom and i got pcr tested a few days later i waited a few days just to make sure it would show up on the test if i got it um and i stayed out of the office and everything for a little bit but yeah, I mean, yeah, I wish we could say the same that people were adhering to the mask, at least the mask, just to save other other people. But obviously, lots of like, the, especially the, I'd say the the Eastern countries like the Poland and the former Soviet Union countries, 
I'm not taking this seriously. You know, and the thing is, too, is most likely it's a lot of it's like cultural as to where you're from. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you see a German walking around, you'll see them in a mask. Yeah. You know, if you see an American for the, you know, you'll see them in a mask. You know, um, like I'm looking at the Americans over there, which actually, to be fair, only about half of them are wearing masks, but they're all sitting together. Yeah. But, um, like, if you see them walking around, you know, amongst other people, like, if I see them, you know, getting on the bus or something, they're all wearing masks. But there's a lot of countries where their leadership has basically told them, no, no problem. Yeah. You know. The virus is not a big deal. Like Belarus. I'm looking yeah, at Belarus. Belarus right now. Yeah, Belarus. Dude, have you read anything more about that? No. I haven't. I mean, we obviously were, you know, we're not going to get into, like, politics and geopolitics, but that was a crazy situation with that Belarus. Was a crazy story, yeah. But... We were debating if we should tag every Belarusian lifter with the name of the dissident yeah, the, the, the guy. No. Yeah. It was just it was just insane that actually happened to me. Yeah. You know. It's, it's straight out of a movie. Yeah. Anyway, this is um, the first update. Maybe we do another one tonight and then we add this together. Well I'm trying to think, do we have anything else to talk about? Anything we're excited to see coming up? Anything Um we could mention that uh, Said Al Husseini is here coaching the Iranian team looking Looking slim. Looking slim, 135 kilo slim. Yeah, and also there's a possibility we're going to go see Churchik on June 2nd. Yeah. Uh, sorry, June 1st. Which is we, we have, where, we, the we have Uzbek, one day. where the Uzbek, uh, where the Uzbeks are training. Yeah, and Suharovs. And yeah, right now the Latvians are there at the training center in Uzbekistan. The many Latvians. Yeah. Um, then uh, what else is going on? We. Um, You know, we have all our, our, our guesses in, right? Yeah. At this point, the guesses are closed for the... It's a it's a bag plus a fanny pack. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, cool. With choice of custom, in, you know, colors and stuff like that. I've been wearing my, my fanny pack every day. Yeah, you've been loving it. I gave mine away. I actually gave it away with an air tag in it. But <laughs> I got my air tag back. Um, yeah. By the way, that's a good tip that we should tell people now. It's like, if you travel... Yeah. Buy an, assuming you have an iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, maybe this doesn't really apply to you. But if you have an iPhone, buy an AirTag. It costs $25 if you get four, or I think $29 if you get one at a time. But if you, you get a four-pack for $100. Um, but it's pretty pretty cheap. Um, there's no, like, subscription fees or anything like that. And all you do is you just put it in your checked bag, and then you'll know where your checked bag is. I was literally watching my checked bags move through the airport in JFK and I could see where they were in Turkey even Yeah, and I could see, I can basically see where they are at any given time and you know, uh, for instance one of the people who brought stuff over for me was Bobby Circus, the coach from Texas here coaching uh, Alex Thornton I think she's in 81 here I'd have to check mm-hmm. but um, anyway so She, you know, uh, basically two of his bags didn't make it, and neither Turk. It was basically he checked in as United, but was connecting to Turkish, and neither United nor Turkish would take responsibility for it. Both of them said the other person, other airline, had the bag, and no one could tell him where it was. And then it just mysteriously showed up at the airport this morning, a day late, which is kind of what we suspected might happen. Yeah. But the fact that he was on the phone with them yesterday. And they not, could not locate it. Both of them said we don't know where the bag is. Yeah. Um, makes me think, oh, you know, maybe if he had an air tag, he could have been like, well, 40 minutes ago, it was like in Terminal C in Houston. Yeah. 
and they would be like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> he knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows yeah, where it very is. Very useful. Um, if very you can cheap. afford it, if you have an uh, iPhone device or iOS device. I mean, if you have an iPhone yeah. and you're traveling internationally or even nationally, yeah. you can afford $29. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously, if you're if you're not traveling or if you you know something like that, then it's a different story. Then you have not not a much of a use for it, but it's, it's fairly inexpensive and um, really useful. Like, I was really happy with how often it updated. Yeah. Because there's so many iPhones around, it just has to get somewhat close to someone with an iPhone, and you know where it is. Such a cool technology. Yeah. Like such a big network, over a billion devices. They said. Yeah. I mean, most of them are probably like iMacs or something. No, like most of them are iPhones. Most are you of kidding? them are iPhones, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them are just some Office. Well, no, I think there's so many iPhones around. I mean, even in a country that has less iPhones, there's still a lot of iPhones around. You know, even if you're like in India, which has terrible like iPhone, you know, uh, percentages or whatever, there's still a good amount of iPhones there. Um, Enzo was just power snatching what looked like could that be 125 maybe? I was, yeah, I was gonna say no. It's those aren't those aren't normal collars. Those are his Aleco collars. By uh -huh. the way, those those collars are 0.25 each. Oh god! So you have to add on 0.5. Uh -huh. That was why the other day when he did a 180 power clean, I I, I, I said 180.5. Uh -huh, okay. Because he was using the 0.25 collars. Those are the new um, Aleco ones. They're actually nice. They're pretty nice. It's kind of interesting how everyone tries to, like, redesign the collar. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, there's, like, those OXO ones, yeah. and then there's, like, this one, and Rogue has made some, and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's been, like, a big battle over the years between, you know, engineering, different engineering of collars for different, like, barbell or strength companies trying to make, like, a lightweight one that actually stays where it is. Obviously, with the 2.5 kilo ones, those just stay because they're so bulky, they're strong. But if you want to make a lightweight one that actually stays in place, that's another story. That's something we've never gotten into. It's kind of like, I've never like tried to like think of a new collar design. I don't know, but maybe we maybe we will get into equipment stuff. I mean, you designed know. one of the best lanyards, one of the strongest lanyard mechanisms. Oh, this is an incredible lanyard. Yeah. yeah this, it mean, weighs two and a half kilos. About two almost. and a half. Actually, here's the one, there is one flaw with these lanyards, which is that, no, 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 it's not the connection. If you sit on this, it will snap. Okay. So, now you're not going to snap it just, like, by accident, but I've had one or two people email me to be like, hey, I, like, I sat down and I felt something, and then I just kept sitting, and then I just felt it pop. Uh -huh. And you can break it by sitting on it, so, but... I don't feel that bad about it because there, there really wasn't a good alternative to that. So, but anyway, yeah, you can can snap it, but it doesn't it doesn't just randomly break. Very strong. Anyway, I guess that's probably it. We'll. Yeah. Uh, there was update one. Uh, if if you hear this and there's nothing coming like in five seconds or ten seconds, then this was the episode from today. Maybe we continue maybe. This tonight. Yeah, maybe. I still have one more thing to throw in. You're All right, rack balance contest. Okay. Okay. Now here's the thing. You have to. I'm not. I don't really care about you know people tagging us necessarily. Yeah. But you have to. We have to know about it somehow. 
Yeah. Okay. We have to see a video. We have to see a video. We have to know about it. Make sure you save whatever video because we might request the video so we can kind of like time it exactly. But whoever submits the biggest, I'm going to give people time because people might need to like find a gym that has a, yeah. a rack like this. If you don't know what sort of rack, it, it, it basically, it can't be a heavy rack. Okay. It's got to be one of these lightweight. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't really know how to describe them. Just I mean, maybe we'll put up story. a picture or, or we something. We put up a picture. Or, yeah. or look at Gregor's story. Yeah. It, it has to be that style of rack. If awesome. it's super heavy or really different style, it doesn't count. Another thing, um, the lift has to start from the bottom, so the you can't start, start balancing. Like, yeah, yeah. You, ha you, have, you have to, to lift it off. Yeah, you have to be standing on it. Yeah. With it flat on the ground, and then you pull back on the uprights. And, and no then, part of your feet or shoes are allowed to touch the ground. Your yeah, of course. Yeah, are only allowed to touch the the rack, the bottom of the rack. Yeah, and if it's suspicious, if like we can't see your foot, but it could be touching, that's going to be a you know a, a violation. A no lift. Yeah. A no lift. Yeah. yeah. A, a no balance. A no balance. So, the person who gets the longest one, I'm going to give people a little bit of time. I'm going to say one week after the end of the competition. Okay, we're you know so there's there's no rush to do this. You can practice if you want. Yeah. Whoever gets the longest time, and it also has to be Gregor's world record of five point six nine seconds. Yeah. If 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 if, if the longest time's like four seconds, I'm not giving out shit. No. Then I'm getting it. Yeah. Eric, Greg's getting it. Oh no, Greg, Greg's <laughs> not getting it. Greg has to beat his time if he wants to to, right. to get it. So it has to be more than five point six nine seconds, and it's whoever has the longest time. And by the way. We this is still new. We invented this yesterday. Yeah. Um, if if there's any there there's like if there's something we didn't mention that's that's obviously cheating, it's going to be disallowed. So like be a good sport about it. Yeah. You, you you can't be like holding on to a string. You can't have like your friend holding you. Uh, blah blah we, blah. I think we have to wrap it up now because the announcer just started yelling. That's fine. It doesn't matter. We have ten minutes. And but I'm just worried that the listeners might not hear us. It doesn't matter. He's not, he's not yelling stuff. He was just saying that saying it's ten minutes to oh, go. Oh, it was just ten. Oh, okay. Um. Sorry. Anyway, so there's there's no obvious cheating. You have to be balancing yourself. You you can be wearing weightlifting shoes or non weightlifting shoes. Your, doesn't matter. Your stuff. You can't be touching the ground in any way. It has to be clear. You're not touching the ground. Yeah. Um, you have to be balancing, etc. It can't be like a squat rack that has like a flat edge when you when you tilt up. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no, there's no like no, none of those things are, are going to count. Yeah, it's it's got to be something very similar to what Gregor was doing in his video. Um, that would count, obviously. And um, the longest one is going to get the same prize package. Wow, custom tote. Custom. It's basically the same as the other one, so I'm not going to go into the whole thing. It's good. It's exactly the same as the other one. So if you want to know what it is, and same things with like shipping, everything. Perfect. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening, Gregor Winter, Ned Aram, signing out.